0: His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I'm glad you're along with us right now because you're going to meet an amazing family that has been standing real strong in their faith.
1: Cheyenne Vandergriff came down with the flu back in February and she was hospitalized for complications. It escalated, causing damage to Cheyenne's heart and lungs. She spent 75 days in the hospital earlier this year, full of highs and lows. But we are thrilled to have Cheyenne and her mom, Tina, in this studio with us thank you so much for being here so Cheyenne how are you doing now I'm doing really well how are you feeling on a day-to-day
2: basis um taking it day by day but each day gets a little easier
0: it's got to be like you're in a fog I mean going through the journey that you've been through so far Mm mm-hmm I'm sure, yeah. You know, Tina reached out to us, and Tina is Cheyenne's mom. And it was with this text, and she originally wrote us this. I was prompted by the Lord to place earbuds in her sweet ears so that she can listen to his radio. We are followers of Christ, and I listen to his morning crew and Erica in the living room during the week. We are all an amazing, you are all an amazing blessing to my soul, and I thank you, Tina. Why do you think the Lord prompted you to to put these earbuds in in Cheyenne's ears?
3: Wow, you're reading that text like, whoo, took me back there. Um, I think for me, um, listening to music and listening to the word through lyrics, um... It's encouraging. It lifts the spirits when maybe you don't have a way of encouraging yourself or reading the word. Um, so worship and listening to music is a natural, easy flow to allow the spirit to kind of bounce around inside and minister to your mind and your heart in the midst of walking through a valley that you didn't expect to walk through.
0: Because at this time, she's in the hospital.
3: Right. I think I was looking back at the dates recently, and I think this picture was taken less than a week after um everything kind of broke loose um so i was just kind of prompted to um, put worship music on and um, sing over her and um i didn't want not necessarily i didn't want it to be too loud but it's a very in icu it's very serious and beeping and all that and i wanted it to be as close to her and confined mm-hmm. within her so that earbuds were perfect so many people
1: were praying for you guys and sending you <laughs> encouragement, including the entire crowd of 10,000 people at Winter Jam <laughs> back in March. I you,
3: That was amazing. What
1: was that like to know that so many people are praying and cheering for you?
3: That's amazing. Um, I just, I don't know, every time I looked on Facebook and somebody had posted something and I think somebody had sent this to me and I was like, Wow. To know that your name was very um, normal and average, and then in the blink of an eye, everybody, or it appeared, everybody knew your name and knew what you were going through or your family was going through. It's wild how life can flip on a dime that you, yeah. you don't expect at all.
0: And the whole outpouring of a community. Oh, I mean, yeah. everybody it, within the upstate of South Carolina Absolutely. knows Cheyenne's name, mm-hmm. and her name goes across the globe, and people are praying. Yeah. And cards come pouring in. How many yeah. cards? Did you count?
3: Um, I, I think we counted, like, over 400 cards and... Um, Gadgets, everything that came in, I put my hand on. I attached the address to addresses to every card and every document. Um, and I think, I know this was meant for Cheyenne, but I think the Lord knew I needed a visual and staff there at MUSC said that was the happiest and will ever be the happiest place. And even when we went back and visited MUSC a couple weeks ago, they still talk about that room and just what a joy, you know, because they see a lot of ugly. And so to be able to walk into a room filled with joy and And for me, the presence of the Lord, they felt that. And the community helped build that for the hospital and the situations there. So it was amazing. What
0: did that mean to you, Cheyenne, personally? I mean, that outpouring of love from everybody, from your high school to a whole community.
2: It was very shocking. Yeah. But it was very heartwarming as well.
0: But we're grateful that you've been along with us this morning. We got more for you coming up in just a bit here on his radio Cheyenne and Tina. An amazing journey that this family has been through.
3: Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim.
0: Cheyenne and Tina along with us this morning.
1: Yeah, just to uh, refresh you, what started as the flu back in February became months in the hospital for Cheyenne. She's now healthy and about to start her senior year.
0: I noticed that, Cheyenne, you were walking around with a brace on one of your feet. How is that helping you out? And how is that a part of your journey, too?
2: Well, with foot drop, it allows you to walk. It really limits on how you walk and the speed that you walk. So with the brace, I'm walking a little bit faster and a little bit normal, which is really, really nice.
1: <laughs> wow. And I know you're starting your senior year on the
2: 20th, so your yes. summer
1: vacation's almost over. What emotions are you feeling about stepping back into
2: school? Excitement. Not really any nerves, but just pure happiness because I actually made it to my senior year.
0: You did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Flying Colors too. You're such a miracle. I mean, we're so encouraged by you. We understand you like a couple of artists, so uh we have we have something we'd love to give to you. Mm-hmm. Allison has this bag and in that bag if you would look through it, there's a Lauren Daigle CD in there cuz we understand you like Lauren Daigle yes, and Hillsong Worship, which they are absolutely amazing. There for you, A couple of other goodies that are in there. If you like to drink out of, you know, like Those Turvis's kind of cups Mm -hmm. we've got in there. So, a lot of music from his radio. Um, Mercy Me is going to be coming around too in a concert. Mm. Mercy Me, the Mm -hmm. I Can Only Imagine folks in 10th Avenue North. So, tell you what, if it's okay, we'd love to host you at the concert that's (laughs) coming. Okay, that was Tina. That's mom that just squealed squealed over Mercy Me.
3: How exciting! (laughs) Oh my gosh, Christmas came early. (laughs) <laughs>
0: kind of did, oh didn't my
3: gosh, it? Oh gosh, you guys are amazing. Yeah, they're
0: coming the later this fall. And so you'll be our guests at the concert. You missed so much over the summer and a lot of the school year last year that this is just a little something to say. We really appreciate you and love you so much.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome.
1: Oh, thank you for letting us be part of this journey and being so open through it so that we could know how to pray for you specifically and, and celebrate this miracle
3: that God's done. Thank you guys for everything you've done. You guys are amazing. We love you guys.
0: Oh, we love you, and we're continuing to pray.
4: Rob, Allison, and Jim.
0: Thank you for praying for our, our sweetest friend of the His Radio family, and that is our producer, Jim Mann.
1: Sweetest friend. Yeah. Sweet, sw- really? Swedish? Yeah, this <laughs> Swedish friend. I'm
0: Irish. I've thought uh, our Irish friend, Jim Mann. <laughs>
5: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I told you guys or not, but uh, the cancer came back. It's been almost two years I was cancer-free, and then it decided, hey, we miss little Jimmy. So it came back, brought some friends with them, and there's like little tumors throughout my massive body. And uh, they're trying to party. They're trying to bring me down. But uh, I start with immunotherapy this coming Monday which is uh, kind of something new on the horizon. And every time we talk about it to somebody who is in the medical field, they get excited because good things are happening with this immunotherapy. It kind of builds up your immunity and fights off the cancer, which is how your body is supposed to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So that starts uh, Monday. It's going to be every other week for up to two years, he said. Yeah, so I'll be full of holes.
1: And one thing I learned is that those cancer cells, they disguise themselves as healthy cells. And so immunotherapy like takes off their disguise so that your body's immune system can actually attack Okay,
0: it. now that makes sense cuz I'm trying to figure out what does this actually mean?
5: Well, I just asked Dr. Storm.
1: <laughs> well, I found a good video that kind of explains it.
2: We move away from giving therapies that are designed to attack that one cancer cell with either a defined small poison or a targeted drug. And we're moving away from that and focusing more on telling the
5: immune system, that's the problem, go get it. It's almost like flagging the cancer cell for your immune system and letting your natural defenses heal your body. Mm-hmm. See? So there's
0: a lot of hope in this. It's really cool.
5: Her voice sounds different when she <laughs> talks about this. But...
0: <laughs> Dr. Storm, yeah. <laughs>
5: yes. Yeah, it, ma- it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, the, one mistake I did was I Googled my type of cancer once it came back. That's a mistake. Mm. Google doesn't give me a lot of hope.
0: They, no. no it's a 10% Google chance anything, man. that
5: I'll be here next year. But uh, apparently Google doesn't know um, enough about immunotherapy. Uh-huh.
1: Or the his radio praying family. Yeah.
5: That's mm-hmm. true. That's
0: well, right. And the doctor said, because he told me a little bit about uh, this journey of the immunotherapy, you'll be going through this for two years.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just gonna keep building me up until I'm like superhuman. And I gotta wear a cape.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you'll be <laughs> jumping over buildings.
5: Exactly. <laughs> I'll never get sick again. Basically, is what it is. But uh, I, you know, now don't get me wrong. I totally trust God, and I totally believe He could heal me. Like oh, yeah. while I'm sitting here. So. Uh, You know, this is not like, well, okay, God, hang on while we try this first and then we'll get back with you if it doesn't work. It's not like that. God uses all kinds of ways Mm -hmm. to heal. He can do it instantly or he could uh, go through doctors or he just, you know, he's got the big picture in mind and it's what, however, he'll be glorified the most. And that's that's what I want. You know, if I'm not here next month and it's to his glory somehow, then I'm game. I'll be all right.
0: I'm sorry. You're around for a
5: while. (laughs) Yeah, don't be taking applications yet. No, 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 we're not. Okay. Stop that. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Thank you for praying for Jim You are you are amazing Mornings with Rob, Allison and Jim Our producer is Jim Mann Who's been so open to allow you and me and Allison To walk through a journey that he's in right now And that's that cancer's journey The cancer has returned And what's the therapy called again that you're on?
5: Immunotherapy
1: It starts on Monday
5: Yes, yes Y'all want to come? <laughs> yeah, let will
0: have a party around
5: mm-hmm. you.
1: It's pretty cool. We got a message from Gary. He says that he and his wife have been on this journey for two years now. His wife's been on the immunotherapy for nine months, and she started seeing amazing results. And the total size of her tumors have dropped about 20%.
0: That's amazing. Amazing. Here's Patricia, and she says that her family's gone through this. What's your story, Patricia?
2: Yeah, my husband had, uh, well, he had a cancer um, melanoma on his back um, eight years ago for seven years ago and then three years ago they took removed that and three years ago he found out it had spread they chose to do immunotherapy of the it's called octivo he stopped taking it last year this time last year that was two years on it but he's had no new cancer in the three years and so it worked and it's amazing because my husband would go he was i think he did the treatment that first like twice a week and then um I don't remember the schedule but I mean he would go for his treatment and you know it'd last maybe an hour and then he'd go to work I mean you would never have known that my husband was taking any type of cancer treatment because it had so little side effects and it was just amazing it really has worked just like Jim said if you google any of that stuff it doesn't give you much hope but we have hope because of this new immunotherapy.
5: Now, I wish you hadn't told Rob that uh, I could go back to work because I was going to, you know, kind of <laughs> <kinda> use this.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're all in, man.
2: <laughs> well, it's amazing. And, and you know, I, if I had it all day, I could tell you the whole story with everything. But it's so much, we saw so much how God's hand was in it. When they first found the um, spot, if he had gone on the uh, traditional type of treatment he probably would not be here today but we know we can look back and say God's hand was in it we realized that it spread this new immunotherapy was available like it just got approved by the FDA like October three years ago and my husband started taking it like just a few weeks after so we just knew God God knew that it was gonna be there and he took care of it and so anyway we know he'll do it for Jim and we're praying for you
5: thank you Patricia
0: That means a lot. Oh, my word. And to hear the hope Mm -hmm. that she has, how God has used immunotherapy in her husband's life.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I've always liked Patricia.
1: (laughs) And you won't be taking any sick days. I was happy to hear that. What? (laughs) He was going
0: to milk it. I'm not feeling <laughs> you know really it right now. <laughs> Thank you for praying for Jim. He's walking through this as a champion, a warrior in Christ. I love it. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I don't know if you've ever had this thought, but if you've ever wondered what it's like to be a bee.
5: Yes. <laughs> I thought it was
1: just me. That's the guy with the honey stick Heaven in
0: There are others, because there is now a bee simulator. And that's your answer. Because you can go inside to a bee's life in a simulated game. Become a tiny hero and take on an epic adventure of miniature proportions. Oh, doesn't that make you want to be a tiny bee now?
1: Uh, It does. Tiny hero. I'd rather be a bee than, you know, fighting and have guns and weapons. And I feel like a lot of video games are just that, right? Fortnite.
0: Yep, exactly. But this game is so much more real. I mean, you go to get nourishment. You pollinate flowers. You <laughs> construct a beehive. Can you sting somebody? Uh,
5: yeah. <laughs> Don't let her play. You,
0: you earn extra points for stinging people. Uh, but then the bee.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. will not be anymore.
0: That's right. Oh. You'd have to get another life and be another bee. Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox, and PC coming out later this year. That's
5: great.
1: I actually want to play this. You do? (laughs) This is the first video game I've thought. This looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I am their target
5: market, Evidently. Yeah, Isn't there one where you can be an ant or something? I, I want that
1: one. Oh, I'd play that, too.
0: Oh. Yeah, you have to run away with from people who are trying to step on you. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a great one.
1: Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. My poor little five-year-old has developed a little fear of thunder, so I'm trying to use that as an opportunity to teach him about how God will always be with him and he's never alone. And and some of the reasons why, you know, God might create thunder or something Uh like that. But, uh, you know, that's something a lot of kids struggle with. Um, 10-year-old Brody Lee, he loves thunder and weather. He, He wants to be a meteorologist when he grows up. So he was standing in his house at the window watching a storm roll by, taking some video. He was hoping to catch a couple lightning strikes on video and boy, did he.
2: That's the closest lightning bolt I have ever seen in my life. It was funny but scary and a little bit dramatic. I learned that I don't want to be standing there when the bolt hits. (laughs)
1: saw this on WBTV. So, you know, those summer afternoon storms have been a little intense lately. You're right. They have been. Yeah. And uh, I was just reading about lightning because it was kind of interesting to me after I saw this and it did seem so close to this little boy, even though he was safe inside his home.
0: Can I ask how close?
1: Uh, It was just like across the street. No. Yeah. it hit a big tree and then it kind of fizzled out. But the average temperature of lightning is around 36,000 degrees Fahrenheit.
5: Good night. That's pretty warm.
1: Yeah, very warm. Don't want to get struck by lightning.
5: Mm -mm. I remember in Florida one time with this street with these tall palm trees, like in Hollywood, and right after a storm, which we had some major storms in Florida, there was a palm tree with the top of it just burning away after being hit. It's like a little torch. Wow. Poor little thing. I felt so bad for it. Mm. But I'm glad it was him and not me.
0: And it survived?
5: Uh, Well, hairless, yes. <laughs> hairless palm tree. Yes.
0: That's a word description. Mornings
1: with Rob, Allison,
2: and Jim.
0: It is the Virginia police to the rescue once again. And this time, they had to save 10 little critters right off the highway. You see, their mom didn't make it across the road in time. It was I 95, and that's kind of a challenge for any possum, right? To cross the highway like that. So these 10 little baby possums survived, and the Virginia State Police rounded them up, scooped them up, and then brought them to a wildlife shelter. All is good in the world.
1: Oh, little orphans. Yeah. They're so cute. I don't know if I've ever seen a baby
0: possum. Yeah, and she mentions that because it's posted all over the Virginia State Police Facebook page, and it's gone viral, and everybody's watching these things. They they even have them in, like, a five-gallon bucket. Just all, just looking all cute and stuff.
5: Mm, They're so adorable. They look just like rats with white faces. (laughs) Jim loves rats with white faces. Yeah. How come? I had a question. Okay. Don't need to raise my hand.
0: Go, no, just to ask.
5: How come we call <laughs> opossums possums? Are we just lazy? Have we gotten that far?
1: Haven't they changed the spelling of it?
5: I don't know. That's a question <laughs> I have. Opossum or possum?
0: It's just possum. Deal well, with it. Soon we'll okay. call them sums. <laughs> well, we'll just say, say S.
5: Yeah. Okay. Let's just go right to that. Okay. It's just something that's always bothered me. I, I need to put it to rest.
0: I'm, gl- I'm glad you're able to get this yeah, off. Yeah, thanks for venting. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> Anything else you need to vent about? And that's all there was in life for me. Okay, good. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. It's Rob, Allison, and Jim. His morning crew here on his radio. The big question this morning came from Jim Mann. He actually vented just a moment ago over a word.
5: I was so angry,
2: <laughs> but I'm
5: good now. Because growing up, growing up, we always call them uh, op- opossums. Opossums.
0: Pronouncing the O yeah. and the word possum.
5: And we pronounce it like a uh. <laughs> so we mispronounce the word. the, the O possum? Oh, yeah. O possum. So there.
0: Eric's along with us. I think Eric can resolve the big question uh, that you have. Good. So, Eric, what's the answer?
4: The O is silent. So there you go. Hair is like baby's fur. I mean, it's like baby hair. It's so soft. We used to raise them.
1: You raised possums? Yes.
4: Why? We used, we used to uh, we used to work for Hollywild, and people would bring in abandoned babies that the mamas were killed or something of that nature. And so the workers we would we would take them and we we would help raise them. We'd feed them throughout the night and and. and and we'd raise them up, and we actually would put them in the shows. You look at them, and they look like the fur would be real rough and, and coarse, but it is just really, really soft.
0: So since you have raised possum, I'm very curious. What is their purpose outside of cars learning to dodge and drive better?
4: They are a scavenger. Uh, they're they're, they're kind of like a, uh, a trash cleanup. They'll eat carcasses off the side of the road. They um, go through your garbage. They go into like a landfill. They're kind of like a nature's cleanup.
0: How do they coexist with a vulture?
4: They have actually seen vultures and possums together eating carcasses.
0: I love our conversation today.
4: (laughs) It's great.
1: Well, I got to go get my breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. There are plenty of athletic competitions, but none really highlight the special gifts of Southern people. Have you ever thought about that? What if there were Southern games? Well, there's this viral video that imagines a world where Southern states compete in sports like lawnmower races, synchronized mosquito swatting, freestyle armchair quarterbacking and marathon thank you note writing.
4: And there was a scary moment just hours ago in the semifinal round of marathon thank you note writing. The athlete from Georgia was just two thank you notes away from a record-setting performance before she sprained her writing hand.
0: Luckily, (laughs) our fantastic Body by Biscuit trainers were on standby, and with their help, Georgia will be back out
4: there in no time. Oh, look, she's actually writing a thank you note to the trainers as they work on her. She's got the heart of a championship. And gravy in her veins, literally.
1: (laughs) You know who would win that one?
5: Erica. J- Erica. Yes,
1: in the living room. Really. Uh, Jim. Jim, do you ever write a thank you? No. Yeah, I was gonna say because I do nice stuff for you all the time. I've never gotten a thank
5: you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, you 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 don't mean the whole. You just mean the one competition in the Southern. Yeah, the thing. the writing thank you notes. She does that all the. She writes
1: notes no matter what. I know. She would get the gold. That's what I'm uh. saying. All right. Well, let's take a moment to look at the medal count. Georgia is holding the lead with South Carolina in second place. Oh, man. North Carolina is in 10th. Oh, Oh, come on. on. With only two medals.
0: Come on. (laughs) South Carolina has a chance to get over Georgia, but Georgia, you're doing great.
1: Yeah, Georgia's got 12 medals in the Southern Games, Mm -hmm. the fake Southern Games. What are you doing, Jim?
5: write you a little thank you note for telling us about this. Oh, Oh,
1: that was so nice of you, Jim. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. We've received several. Several texts and messages asking for prayer for a local little girl, including this one from Nanette. She says, please pray for my pastor's granddaughter, Georgia May. They found she has aggressive stage four cancerous tumors in her belly. This precious baby is in my Sunday school class. Her family is totally putting their faith in Jesus to guide the doctors in her treatments. She loves his radio and sings along to the songs. So I looked up a little bit more of Georgia May's story and I want to share it with you. So in the past month or two, Georgia began complaining of belly aches, and her parents weren't that alarmed because it didn't seem like a big deal. But then a week ago, the pain got worse, and Georgia started screaming because it just hurt so much. So they rushed her to the ER, and after many tests and a biopsy, doctors confirmed that Georgia does have high-risk stage 4 neuroblastoma, Mm. and the cancer has spread to her bone marrow and it's likely in other areas of her body. But the family believes in miracles, and they even posted a video of her singing Elisa Turner's song, Miracles. She's just four years old, and this was weeks before her diagnosis that she was singing that song at the top of her lungs in the back seat. And early this morning, her family posted a precious message from Georgia May herself.
4: Thank you for playing for me. Bye-bye.
2: I love you,
1: You can tell she still has a lot of personality and joy, even though she's wearing a hospital gown and laying in the hospital bed. Uh, Chemotherapy treatment should start by tomorrow or Saturday at the latest.
0: My. How old is she again? Four. Four years old. Mm -hmm. And so strong in her faith.
1: I know. What And she's walking through this journey.
0: And she believes in miracles, she sings at the Mm -hmm. top of her lungs.
5: Wow, I'm with you, Georgia. I'm just not as cute. She is. She's adorable.
0: Yeah, Jim. Jim says that because he's walking through a cancer journey himself. Oh, Georgia May, your family. We love you dearly. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Well, by the way, if you haven't heard yet, and you're new to the family, our producer Jim Mann has a very strong feeling for cats. So we're honored and we're privileged for the opportunity to hear yet again another cat story from Uncle Jim.
5: Yes, and this, my friends, is why I'm getting a pool in my backyard. For this very reason. Ooh, okay. uh-huh. you tell. Okay. There's a, a friend of mine in Arizona whom I've not met. Um, she has a pool in her backyard, and they just happen to look out the back window, and there's uh, three cats drinking from the water. But these are bobcats. Ooh. Bobcats. It's like a mom and her two little kids just drinking away that's not really something you want to see while you're swimming around i'm just saying
1: yeah, don't pools usually have big fences around them too how did they get over the fence
5: cats get over fences fences are not for cats wow it's for people and and small dogs I'm guessing
1: yeah, this is not a common thing
5: uh in arizona it might be semi common
1: Yeah, very
0: common.
5: Very common. (laughs) Happens a lot every Thursday. (laughs) Uh, Because it's not common here, so we're we're amazed at what's going on in Arizona. Whoa! See, it's exciting. Uh It's a lovely (laughs) pool. Okay, (laughs) not that amazed. Oh my goodness! But yeah. I am trying to lure some bobcats into my backyard. That's why I'm getting a pool. That's
0: why you're getting a pool full mm-hmm. of chlorine so they can
5: drink it.
1: Are you trying no. to kill them? No, I'm getting a
5: salt water pool.
1: Oh, you are. Yeah. How's it coming?
5: You can put a shark in there. That's coming great.
1: Did you pick out your liner?
5: Yes, I did. It's it's almost done.
1: It has little kitty cats on it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. Bobcats. bobcats. So
0: that's the tile. The tile around the side is or just bobcats. pictures of bobcats. Yes. It's so nice. <laughs> Is that your cat story?
5: That's it. We're okay. done. Okay. <laughs>
3: what kind of cat hangs out in your house? House cat. What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? Alley cat. What kind of cat is a chocolate so candy bar? Kitty cat. cat. Yeah. What, what kind of cat are you? What kind of cat are you? Tell me,
5: tell me true. What, what kind of cat, cat are you? I'll give you those clues. Oh. What, what kind cat? of cat are you? There's my no whiskers. Rob, Allison,
0: and Jim. Okay, you can respond to this in the room, all right? Biggest game on the planet right now is what? Checkers. (laughs) For gamers. Guys, what is it? Fortnite. Can I hear it?
1: Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh. Fortnite. I'm not cool enough to answer that question. My
0: son, my 17-year-old plays Fortnite. Mm-hmm. His friends play Fortnite. My 10-year-old started to play Fortnite. Mistake. They get addicted. He's not playing Fortnite anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, this game is just going crazy nuts. And, and kids, let me tell you, people who play this game spend hours on this game. And if you spend hours on this game, you're not moving and you're not working out. True. So somebody's had a brilliant idea at a gym, and now they have, um, do you know, have you heard what emote is? No. Your character can emote, and they do this little jig or dance or routine or whatever. That's an emote. So now they came up with this gym, the emote workout. It's called the emote royale. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And it's for the kids that love to play Fortnite. And so they do all the dance. They do the the Fortnite dance. They'll do the worm. They'll do best mates, the orange justice. There's the flapper, and it's all for fitness. It's a whole routine. It's totally um, choreographed and all that stuff to the moves of Fortnite. And no, it's not a dancing game. It's like a war-type game.
1: Huh.
5: Do you do this at your gym, Rob?
0: No, but I do do it at home.
5: Oh, excellent. because the,
0: because the Fortnite thing, I try to get Boom, down, careful. and then and then the kids throw up because then I'm moving.
1: You know, one of my <laughs> special talents when I was younger was doing the worm. No. Mm-hmm. I w- it was like my party trick. <laughs> It was so.
0: Dorky. I still so want to see Allison I do the worm do it right anymore. now. Why I would, not? I would you can.
1: Something. No, you won't. I don't won't. bend like that. You're Only
0: in your thirties, you don't break anything in your thirties. You do <laughs> in your sixties. Barely no. in her thirties. <laughs> Barely. Hey, Jim. Well, Come I mean, I mean you she's just turned thirty, right? Yeah. Right. We know where you're going.
5: More than just pretty voices. We're talking about new kids on the block. You remember them?
1: I loved new kids.
5: Yes. Donnie
1: what? and Jordan.
5: Whoa, whoa, easy. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know they had names. I guess they did. But in Boise, Idaho, I just like saying Boise, uh, there's a, uh, a company called We Rent Goats. Huh? Kids. Oh. Goats.
1: Ah, get it.
5: Yeah, you've heard of them where they go and they just like... Or uh, I goad it. Oh, brother. <laughs> you, they I goad it? Is that what you said?
1: It's like I'm talking with an accent. <laughs> I goat it.
5: I goat it. <laughs> okay, that's back to me now. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, they they eat uh, Food? plants and stuff like that. Like, they'll set them out on... Uh, I don't know why I say highway because that could be dangerous. But areas that uh, they could just mow and it doesn't have to be really pretty. Okay, people okay. rent these. Rent these goats. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, they started doing this in Savannah.
5: Yeah, but right now I'm talking Boise, Idaho. Okay. These goats somehow got out, and they just went through this neighborhood. Isn't it incredible? Everywhere there in this neighborhood. And uh, it kind of turned into a, uh, a petting zoo, because the neighbors just loved it. Because it's not often you see 100-plus goats just hanging out in your front yard, mowing <laughs> so to speak, mowing. I thought that was kind of funny.
0: That's very funny.
5: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and it took just a couple hours, and then they get him back on the truck, and everything was fine. It was good. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> is this is not an interesting story to you guys. It's the best story Did you ever. Say guys? Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. <laughs> I love
5: it. It's goat time.
0: <laughs> yes. You got our goat. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm not as good as the puns as you guys.
5: It was excellent. No, you're not.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's end this.